I'm Jessica Ladd, and you're listening to the Inspired Weekly Podcast. Episode number nine, Designing White Space in Life. Hey friend, it's Jessica Ladd with the Inspired Weekly Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am happy to have you here listening today. And I think it's just kind of funny. Sometimes before I start a podcast or when I'm doing some, you know, sort of test runs, I am just really weird and goofy. And I'm thinking in the future, I should do some sort of blooper reel show full of all of my craziness and the funny things I do to get prepared to record this show for you guys because it gets a little bit goofy and strange to say the least. But you know what? That's just who I am. So leave me a comment if that's something you would love to hear from me. A blooper reel of all the weird and funny things that happen before I hit publish. Okay, so if you are new here, I just wanted to say thank you for taking some time from your day. I created this podcast as an extension of the work I do online, as a creative, and through my weekly newsletter. Each week, I try to offer thought-provoking topics to guide you in making meaningful changes in your life and business. My hope is that you'll walk away with a new perspective and tools you can use to feel better about you. So, when I woke up this morning, I recounted the events that took place over the weekend. My husband and I, or I should say I, (laughs) decided early Saturday morning that it was best to repaint our entire living room, which includes the main areas of our home. The kitchen, the dining room, the living area, all of it. We are selling our house soon, so I figured, hey, we should just paint the rest of this room and make it look refreshed and new for showings in the future. But in order to make this work, we had to move everything to the middle of the room. Once we got started and realized how much crap we had, (laughs) it was really difficult for me to work around the tables and chairs, the couch and stands. I mean, stuff was just piled up everywhere. And if you know anything about me, you know I do not do well with clutter, which is so far from the person I used to be when I was in high school. That's for another day. But my anxiety this day was through the roof. I reminded myself that, hey, it comes with the territory, right? This was my idea. It's what we have to deal with to get the painting done. Then it hit me more than once that day that I don't ever want to paint again, ever. I said, in our next house, we are hiring professionals. But then another thought crossed my mind after I said that. I have an idea. I'm going to paint all the walls white in our new house. Can't mess up a wall that's white, right? Can't go outside the lines with a wall that's white. I don't know if I was stressed because of the mess or the fact that I now hate painting. But you know what? Fun fact, white walls are actually supposed to be really calming. Did you guys know that? Yeah, it's supposed to be a very calming and soothing color to have on your walls. So guess what? I 
will have white in every room of my new house. So, needless to say, I was overwhelmed and stressed that day. It was go, 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 nonstop. I think I'd worked for about three hours painting around trim, the fireplace, and windows. Right after lunch, I decided I didn't want to jump right back in. I needed more. I needed a break. I removed the curtain rods, a random sandal, and mega blocks off the couch, and found myself there looking out the window at the beautiful views of our front yard. Then I did something I rarely noticed myself doing during a long, busy day. I took a deep breath in and back out again. I felt better. I needed that more than anything this day. To hit pause on my emotions and feelings for a minute, to slow down, to create room to breathe. Even with the clutter around me, I still managed to let go of my frustration in the need to hurry, in the need to do it all right now. I was present in that moment, staring out at the trees in the distance. No worries, no cares, just being me. I will admit this feeling is not one I'm used to. I am usually a person driven by a gotta get it done today to-do list and one who craves being busy, so it was just weird sitting there being. It's taken me a lot to transition and change my perspective, and I do think that many of us struggle with this in one way or another. We say yes too often and we overcommit. We let a busy schedule dictate what's next for us. We have to get here and there, running ourselves around everywhere. Hey, Dr. Seuss. We often forget to take a breath of fresh air. We can't sit still. We don't have enough white space in our days. No room for margin. No room to make time for us. As far back as I can remember, I have loved desktop publishing. 15-year-old me and my mom's old computer thinking up fake business names, creating brochures and newsletters for them, and it came as no surprise that as a college student, I studied visual communication and graphic design. I had an eye for it. It came naturally to me. I was drawn to labels on shampoo bottles and cereal boxes, and typography just stood out to me. I was in love with layouts and all things graphic design. It was in one of my classes at the time when I first heard about the idea of white space. I think we can all remember a form of white space back in high school, right? One of the first things we're taught in a computer class is how to do a page setup. Those one-inch margins, top to bottom and on both sides, weren't they so beautiful? Okay, I know, I'm a bit of a nerd. We also learned that not only are the margins important, double spacing comes in handy. Double spacing is an effective way to increase readability because of the empty space between the lines, but also helpful in writing longer essays for English class, right? Guilty as charged. We see a better representation of white space today, like that in a magazine. The layout is the right mix of text, shapes, and photographs that are pleasing to the eye. The white space, the negative and empty parts in the layout, can be any color so long as it's free of words or pictures. It is what creates balance to the page. It helps the important things stand out. It is uncluttered, unmarked. It is the portion of the design left blank on purpose. In the world of visual communication, it is important to remember that without white space, 
a design is overwhelming and difficult to understand. Whether it's a single space essay or scrolling a website that looks too busy, it's likely we've all seen examples of something we didn't comprehend or didn't catch our attention. So while we might remember to double space that blog article or create a design that sends a clear message for our posts on Instagram, all too often we forget this concept of white space in our real life. That moment staring out my living room window last weekend made it clear just how important it is to make room to breathe and create margin in our lives on purpose. Because when we overcommit and clutter our lives, we can't focus properly on anything. We get overwhelmed and stressed with the long to-do list, spinning on that never-ending hamster wheel. We spend so much time at the end of our day wondering how the heck we even survived, let alone how and where we might carve out just a little time for ourselves. As moms, taking care of the family, working, cleaning the house, we do it all. At least we think that is the goal anyway. Do it all, have it all. It's the motto. It's the standard by which we try to live by every day. We are overloaded. We go through the motions day in and day out, but as we lay our heads down to finally sleep at night, we ask ourselves, did I accomplish enough? Was there more I could have done? And guess what? We wake up and do it all over again the next day. We do so much that we begin to question, what is it all for? When we play the role of wife and mother in a way that society so often preaches to us, we see our worth and identity wrap up in it so tightly. We believe that our to-do list is the end-all be-all of our existence. That laundry and dishes, picking up the kids' toys, and cleaning messes are all there is to this so-called life. We begin to see that ticking off the boxes leads us to the approval we are seeking. That somehow, some way, it's what we accomplish in our day that matters most. It becomes a game where we follow the rules and never think outside the box. We fail to see the bigger picture because we are trapped. We are so caught up in the busyness that we miss out on life happening right in front of us. We wear busy as a badge of honor. It becomes who we are. When someone asks how we are doing, we reply, I'm good, staying busy. But I'd like to offer here that we aren't human doers. We are human beings. In the middle of it all, we forget what it is to be. Just be. Be ourselves. Who are we really called to be in the moments passing us by as we cross out yet another task or chore off our list? What opportunities did we miss to connect with our kids because we were too busy cleaning the house? How many times in our day are we distracted so much that we forget to do anything for ourselves? We often say yes to others, which leads us to say no to what we value the most. Today, we are going to briefly discuss the benefits and go into more detail the different ways of creating white space and margin in our days. More breathing room for the moments that matter. Live with less overwhelm and understand that meeting ourselves where we are now is important, not only for the well-being of ourselves, but to our family. 
there are many benefits to designing white space in life, including better mental, physical, and emotional health. There is one benefit I resonate with the most. I found it to be true and it works for me, so maybe it will for you too. Let's talk about what happens when we are intentional and choose white space on purpose. When our days are nonstop busy and we are constantly spinning on that never-ending hamster wheel, how in the heck do we decide what's most important to us right now? We can't. We won't. We are so lost in what we have to get done that we often forget about the moments that pass. By adding white space into our routines, we understand where to better spend our time and energy. We learn that what we value most should come first. Maybe it's finding time to be with those we love, sitting down to read a book, cuddling with the littles on the couch, or letting the dishes stay in the sink unwashed just one more night to enjoy a hot bath. Each day we choose to carve out time for ourselves is a simple reminder for us to live in the moment. The past is a memory and the future is a mystery. Doing this increases self-awareness. And our inner voice is very good at telling us exactly what we need. This space, this margin, the quiet moments in our days will refuel us and turn our attention to what's most important. Chances are we feel better when we listen. I want to offer that white space is something we must do intentionally and on purpose. Whether you're painting a white wall or creating some more space in your calendar, it isn't going to be easy, especially when busyness is a way of life these days. So how do we create more white space? How do we begin to listen when our souls are screaming out for us to slow the heck down and just hit pause? Well, let's talk about four ways to say yes to more white space and leave overwhelm running for the door. Step number one, get curious about where you are now. So if you're beginning this journey of inviting more time and energy for yourself, then you have to look at how you're operating daily. This is possibly the most important and crucial step to making room in our life for white space, to get curious about what is working now and what isn't. When we can step into the present and evaluate our schedule and current commitments, we see what needs to change or what we can move around to include margin and breathing room. How are you spending most of your time? Where do you find yourself lacking? What tasks create the most overwhelm and stress in your days? As Terry Pratchett once said, if you do not know where you come from, then you don't know where you are. And if you don't know where you are, then you don't know where you are going. Simple awareness of where most of our time and energy is spent can be the most beneficial to us going forward. Remember that this exercise is intended to bring on curiosity. So no judgment or criticism here. Okay, step number two, cut out the noise, especially from social media. Remember back in episode seven where I talked about the Eisenhower matrix? The things we use to distract ourselves from doing the important work all comes from quadrant number four of this model. Not urgent, not important. Activities such as binging Netflix, snacking, scrolling social media, playing games, 
and checking the phone notifications. All of those drain our energy and motivation. Yes, I understand that these activities have a place in time, but when we use them to buffer the feelings of overwhelm and stress, it isn't going to help us feel any better. The goal here is to cut out the noise to pave the way to becoming who we want to be. Part of this is knowing what's important to accomplish in our days. I get it, this can be difficult when our never-ending to-do list is glaring back at us. With that one task looming over our head that we absolutely dread, it's no wonder we distract ourselves all the time. I heard this recently in one of my life coaching classes. We have to eat the frog first. Gross, I know. (laughs) But the theory behind eat the frog first is that you decide which tasks on the list are your least favorite and get them out of the way. That way, there will be no more thinking about it the rest of the day. It clears our mind and makes room for white space that might otherwise be filled with the latest episode of Dark. Another thing I find helpful to eliminate the noise is by setting timers. When the timer goes off, it kicks me out of the apps that distract. I find myself more productive throughout the day when I set social media limits. I mean... We set screen time limits for our kids, don't we? So why not ourselves? There are so many apps out there that can help our digital well-being. And literally, that's the name of the one built in on my phone. So take a break, set the app to remind you when time is up. I totally understand that if your phone is part of your job, you cannot do this as well as others. But just be mindful how many times you feel the urge to check your email and see what's going on in Instagram and Facebook throughout the day. Step number three, learn to say no. Saying yes is easy. Saying no, on the other hand, is extremely uncomfortable. I'm no stranger to seeking approval from others. Recovering people pleaser over here. But you know what? I never really thought about this until now. Our kids are so quick to say no when we ask them to clean their rooms, but they learn quickly in life that no is not acceptable, right? So it's not a surprise that the fear of saying no carries into adulthood. We think we will disappoint someone if we don't say yes to everything or everyone. We might be judged as a bad person if we say no. But I'm here to tell you, saying no doesn't make you a bad person. If you say no and a person is disappointed in that, let them feel that way. That's on them. An important lesson here in life is that when we learn to say no, we gain clarity in what we want for ourselves, not what we think someone else expects us to do or say. I do want to point out another thing here, is that saying no to one thing is always, always, always saying yes to another Saving our best yeses for what we value and find important, that, my friend, is magic. When we look at the bigger picture and evaluate our decision beforehand, we can save ourselves a lot of unnecessary suffering in the end. Step number four, prioritize your time. This step is a great reminder of what we deem important, right? We figured out where we started. We know where to cut out all the noise. We learn to say no more often, saving the best yeses for things we value. Is time one of those for you? All right, I love a good visual. 
So let's just pretend it's a brand new month. Imagine a calendar for this new month is laid out in front of you. It is open. The daily blocks are empty. There's plenty of white space. Room to breathe. Now it's time to make a choice. We have the power to decide how each of those blocks will look. How we fill in those moments of white space that are needed is up to us. I love this quote by Stephen Covey. He said, Don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. So what does this mean? Well, it means that when we prioritize our time, then time becomes a priority. We should then find a place to schedule our priority of time. Whether it's time for family, self-care, cleaning, hobbies, or work, we need to prioritize our time to do these things. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it's what we do with them that counts. Instead of our calendars filling up on their own, can we be more mindful of our priorities? Do you value time to yourself? Well, schedule it in between meetings. Can you let go of the need to get it all done right now? Then let that load of laundry sit another day. Maybe try to see the value in white space instead of completing a long to-do list. Reclaiming our schedules is an opportunity to take back what we need. A strategic pause. Time to reflect. Time to let go. Time to think. Don't let another busy day keep you from the life you really want. Giving ourselves a few minutes of white space in our day will have the biggest impact in the long run. Okay, friends, there you have it. One of my favorite topics thus far in all of the episodes here on the Inspired Weekly Podcast. Creating white space, not only from the perspective of designing a layout, which leaves us a message of clarity and understanding, but one that also translates this same vision into our daily life. A clear roadmap of what we set out to do for the day and the understanding that white space has a purpose to help us see what's most important. I want to encourage you as you go about your day, take notice. What are some areas of your life you can change? How can you step forward into the next right thing to feel better right now? Hold those priorities as non-negotiables. Think about this. How different would life be if we turned down the noise, learn to say no, and prioritized our time, chances are we'd grow. We'd give ourselves time and space in those empty blocks. Instead of wondering what else there is we can get done, we'd see what's most important to us. We'd make ourselves a priority. Letting white space be our guide. Okay, friend, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time for yourself by tuning into this episode. I am so grateful to have you as part of this community. If anything I discussed today with you resonates, I'd love for you to share this with a friend. And as always, I'm all about community and connection here. So if you have any questions, message me over on Instagram, where I'm at Inspired Weekly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next one. Oh, 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 oh,